Viewer discretion advised. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 20 of Talking Rock with Tom and Jason, season 2, episode 8, if you're keeping score at home. I'm Jason. I'm Tom. And today we are going to be talking about The Pretty Reckless's brand new album, well, pretty brand new, a couple months old now. Newish. Yeah, a yeah. couple months old. Brand new considering that we review albums from the 60s. But Okay, their brand new album, uh, Death by Rock and Roll. And it's the uh, it's the first time we're reviewing a uh, a band that I th- a band's album that I think came out the year that we're recording because we oh uh, not true AC/DC. that was December oh <laughs> so never mind and it's our first uh, first with a with a female front woman so there we go hey all right uh, but before we get into that some news Tom what do you have for us. Okay, so in the world of rock and heavy metal, my news is apparently Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor agrees with Lars Ulrich on his fight with Napster several years ago. Why he's coming out about this now is beyond me, but I read this on Rockfeed not too long ago. Apparently the two of them now see eye to eye on that whole subject. For more information on that, please go to a credible news source like Rockfeed instead of us. We are not sponsored by Rockfeed at all, by the way. Now, Jason, what do you have? Uh, well, honestly, <laughs> I forgot to do the rock news, so I'm just, I'm just. Bravo! <laughs> but I, but I read rock news all the time, so I'm trying to remember a story that I read like the last week or so that was interesting. All right, I got one. Um, so there was, I think it was the late '60s or early '70s, maybe like 1970, 1971. Um, Alice Cooper uh, went to meet Elvis Presley in his hotel room in Las Vegas and Elvis handed Alice Cooper a loaded gun. (laughs) Alice Cooper, uh, Alice Cooper was holding the gun down and pointing it at Elvis and Elvis told him he was going to show him how to basically disarm someone. So Alice Cooper was pointing the gun at Elvis and then Elvis just like put Alice Cooper in like some sort of position i don't know he he somehow like flipped him over or something and got the gun away from alice cooper oh god <laughs> and this is the same elvis everyone thought died in the toilet right <laughs> so i was alice literally cooper just was talking to my parents about so alice this cooper was telling this story about how he once pointed a loaded gun gun at elvis presley wow so there, there's my rock news i was literally just talking about this with my parents elvis totally did not die <laughs> it's a fraud He's still alive. He's that elderly groundskeeper at Graceland that comes out once a year. But before we go off on any more tangents or do any more news things or top tens or whatever we do on this podcast, Jason, how are you? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I guess we probably should have started with that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, You're good. I'm doing Nothing good. about this episode has gone right so far. No, so it took fine. us like ten times to start this thing. Um, I'm doing well for the most part. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going on a vacation in like 10 days. So I'm excited about that. I'm going with my friend and 
another friend might meet us along the way. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a good time. You know, vacations are, uh, you know, vacations, especially like with friends and seeing friends, you know, it's all been weird the last year. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I was jamming with these guys tonight. Um, we were playing some music. We played some covers. And I think we're going to play some more next week and see if maybe we want to do a band together. So that's fun. Um, yeah, Tom, what about you? Well, I almost had a heart attack trying to start this damn episode <laughs> yeah. with my audio and internet. But I actually went back to school. I'm now a proud student of Full Sail University. Hey. Yeah, right? It's all online, but still, I'm in school. Hey, I'm working counts. on my it future. Counts. Yes, it does. Especially in this day and age. And I, too, am actually taking a little sort of mini vacation, if you will. Me and, my, me and my family, we rented a little cabin in Cape May for just a little Mother's Day thing. It's not really Cape May. It's more like down the shore-ish. But we're just going to spend the entire weekend pounding around down the shore, clearing our minds, clearing our heads, clearing all that mental, emotional baggage that we've accumulated over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it's 2021. It's been fucked up for everyone. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, me, me too. Oh, and I had some good barbecue food today, so that was good. Ooh, Nashville barbecue food. <laughs> it was. It's from a place that uh, I think they're based. Like they're from Memphis, but they opened a Nashville location, and uh, hmm. and you know, so it's like Memphis barbecue, which is you know really good in Nashville. It was really good. Yeah. Let's just assume that all Tennessee barbecue is really good. Oh yeah. Better than what we have up here in Boring Old Jersey. I mean, what do we have up here? I think we have, like, cranberries. Yeah, you have cranberries. <laughs> I think yeah. that's it. Tomatoes. Tomatoes, Jersey, the Eagles. I don't know. It's Jersey. Eagles it's fucking aren't boring. Jersey. That's Philly. Yeah, that's right. So, right. what do we have? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you have six flags, all right? You're yeah. King the car roller coaster. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. right. Al, uh, top five. I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. Tom, can we, you take, I don't either. Can you take over top five? Yes. You know what? Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. Ginger Jesus has taken the wheel. So for today's totally nonsensical and irrelevant top five, Jason and I decided to do drummers. So I will say my top five drummers that are totally irrelevant to what we're talking about today. So at my top spot on my top five list would be The Rev, Jimmy The Rev Sullivan from Avenged Sevenfold. Great drummer, great singer, great person, great imagination, God rest his soul. Number four would be Signor G. Anzalone from Dragon Force, an Italian drummer. He's a master of blast beats, and of course, if you're the drummer for Dragon Force, you gotta be pretty fucking quick, and he is pretty fucking quick. My third spot is Bonzo from Led Zeppelin. John Bonham, again, God rest his soul, man's a beast. For my second spot, would be John Domain from System of a Down. This guy incorporates metal, rock, and even jazz into his drum beats. And on top of everything else, he just seems like a cool dude to hang out with. And he's the only one with a not very Armenian sounding name in the entire band. In a predominantly Armenian band. And my top spot would be Mr. Neil Peart from Rush. Again, God rest his soul. When I first heard the Pert play drums, it's not Pert. I swear it's not Pert. It's Peart. Oh, excuse me, Peart. Peart. Pardon me, Peart. Just like it's YYZ instead of YYZ. <laughs> Mr. Peart. 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 Thank you, Mr. Neil Peart. God rest his soul. I thought he had forearms when I first heard him play. I thought he was literally General Grievous in human form. 
But anyway, that's my totally irrelevant, nonsensical top five for today. Very irrelevant. Jason, very irrelevant, indeed. Anyway, Jason, what's your totally irrelevant, <laughs> nonsensical top five for today? Starting at number five, we go to a band that this drummer kind of... He gets some hate, but I don't really think the hate is deserved because he does exactly what he needs to do for this band, and he sounds damn good doing it, and that's Phil Rudd of ACDC. Yeah. He pounds those skids. I mean, he is he, he, hits, he hits hard. He's a good drummer. He pounds that basic drum beat all day long. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> Number four, we're going to get a little more technical here. Um, Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Number three, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Number two. He's the cutest dog ever, Tommy Lee. It's a little dachshund named Nina Dawina. She's fucking precious. Anyway, go on. Number two, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin, of course. And number one, and Nick, if you're listening, fuck you. Keith Moon is the greatest drummer of all time. Hi, Nick. We love you. You'll find out who that is later. Yes. Or you can listen to one of our episodes in season one. But yeah. That's what I was alluding to. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's our top five for uh, this week. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, album notes. All right. Death by Rock and Roll by The Pretty Reckless. Album notes. Death uh, by Rock and released Roll. Released somewhat recently, as we said earlier, on February 12th, 2021. Uh, consists of 12 songs and clocks in around 50 minutes. Garnered positive reviews. Unfortunately for the band, it only hit 28 on the Billboard Top 200, but that's okay. We don't like, uh, we don't like what's hip and cool. You know, we like yeah, we fuck like that. What rocks. And then uh, all tracks were written by lead vocalist Taylor Momsen and lead guitarist Ben Phillips. And Taylor Momsen, funny enough, for those of you who don't know, she played young Cindy Lou Who in the live-action Grinch movie she with Jim did. Carrey. She grew up and became a rock star. She had a considerably better fate than most child actresses. So props to you, Taylor. We love you for multiple she reasons. Acting, went into music, and uh, yeah, I, I think she was on that show like Gossip Girl too. Yeah. Ew. Um, but anyway, still <laughs> a considerably yeah, she, better fate than most child actresses. And, uh, she's rocking, and uh, and uh, I think I think uh, you know I don't want to spoil things too much, but I think uh, I've listened to all of their albums, and this to me was. I think I've listened to all of them. Anyway, um, this is their best, in my opinion. So uh, I wanted to do this one, and it's new. So, uh, yeah. All right. De- title track. Track number one, Death by Rock and Roll. Tom, you had never listened to a single Pretty Reckless song in your life. Uh, so Except Where Are You Christmas. That's not the That's Pretty Reckless. That's the only reckless. song I've ever heard. It's the Pretty Reckless. It's a Pretty Little Reckless. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I've never heard a Pretty Reckless okay. song before in my entire right, life. so let's start with song number one. What did you think of Death by Rock and Roll? That fucking riff in the beginning, and the entire song. That is killer. That is a massive step up from, Where are you, Christmas? Like, that caught me off guard completely. And, like, she really has a country-sounding voice. Like, it's very bluesy and very country. You can tell, like, that's, like, her main brute. But, like, this is a really killer song to open up the album with. It's just pure, straight-up rock and roll. Unadulterated, unapologetic. And, like, you would never expect that with her country-sounding voice. It's kind of a good blend of both blues, country, and rock. Great, uh... Great, uh... uh, (laughs) Title track. And, uh... 
and the first song to open the album. It really starts with a bang and, you know, awesome title, I think, too. Just Death by Rock and Roll. It, it sounds so cool. Again, pure, straight, simple rock and roll. It's hard It doesn't rock, get any better than that. Yeah, well, yeah. It's rock. Yeah. Just straight up rock. It, it, I mean, it has, a, you know, it kicks into gear, for sure. Oh, it uh, does. But awesome. Just, just you wait. It, it definitely kicks into gear. Awesome lyrics. Uh, yeah, killer riff, as you said. That riff, that riff is so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was the lead single from the album. And I can see why. Title track, too. Yeah. yeah. All right, song number two, Only Love Can Save Me Now. And uh, Tom, uh, I'm sure you love this one because I know from previous episodes how much you love love songs. I was almost literally about to say... I thought the title kind of sucked. Like, only love can save me now. But, like, thankfully, the title isn't reflective of the rest of the song. The rest of the song, that was good. I even wrote in my notes, like, kind of an ad title, but that main riff kills. It's slower than the opening track, but Taylor's voice sounds a little bluesier on this. Like, even more so than the previous track. It You can tell she puts her heart and soul into this music, and I really dig that. It's good. Like, it was good until... Or initially listening to this, I thought I was like, eh, until that mid-song breakdown. Where they do the guitar solo and all that tempo change stuff, and that was fucking cool. That caught me completely off guard. And, you know, that kind of, that made this song worth it for me. Despite its lackluster title. <laughs> but Jason, what do you think about it? Well, uh, it's a little slower than the first song, but not too slow. Um, nice vocal vibratos is that how you say it vibratos yeah i think something like that yeah okay. that's when you shake your yeah. voice when you get up real high <laughs> yeah i or don't know if it was vibratos or vibratos whatever vibrato yeah yeah italian I think, word I think it's vibrato <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah the guitar playing in this band is really good and i thought that showed uh on this track again and uh oh yes definitely and, uh, uh, it reminded me that there's more than one member of this band that's not cindy lupu <laughs> uh, like, oh yeah there's a band with her a really, really tight band, mind you. So, they're pretty reckless, and Soundgarden will forever be linked because, well, A, Taylor Momsen's a huge fan of Soundgarden and Chris Cornell, and she was absolutely devastated when he passed away, but the... Uh, devastated. The, uh, but that devastated, yeah. Devastated, but they are connected because the pretty reckless were opening that last tour and opened the show the the, the night that uh, Chris Cornell died like the oh no was, they were opening the show in Detroit that night um so yeah I mean she was you know shocked when she woke up in the morning and heard the news just like the rest of us and it really hit her hard and uh that's fucked yeah but but uh sound, this song sounds a little bit like Soundgarden and the drummer from Soundgarden um uh, and current Pearl Jam drummer Matt Cameron guests on this song as well as Soundgarden guitarist um Kim Thale so oh. yeah you got like a sort of a pretty reckless Soundgarden mashup going on here I like that kind of a nice not tribute to Chris Cornell but no. really tribute to Soundgarden in general yeah. that's cool I like that a lot so uh, song number three features another guest musician. The song is yeah. the song is called uh, "And So It Went," and it features Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave guitarist Tom Morello. I even wrote in my notes, Tom fucking Morello. I knew that guitar intro sounded familiar, like that <laughs> yeah, signature kind of technical guitar yeah. tone. He's you know it's Tom Morello when you hear him. Oh yes, very distinctive. 
But that alone made this song really cool for me. Like, wait a minute, that's Tom Morello. She got the guitarist of Rage Against the Machine on this album. That's really cool. And there's some really killer lyrics in the song as well. See, like, you are not the king and I'm not the fool. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tom Morello, like I said, was an audio slave. That was a Chris Cornell band, too. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah. another link to yeah. Chris Cornell. Uh, but yeah, the song, it's spooky and dark sounding, which I love. <laughs> it's like the spookiest song on here, no. but it's definitely spooky. And, uh, you know, it has it has a heavy metal riff, like the riff yes. that you mentioned with Morello. Yeah, I love that. I love the quieter everyone is crying out loud. Mm. She's just kind of like a higher falsetto, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So it gave me a Cindy Lou Who vibe. <laughs> but really, really cool. I like it a lot. Also, hearing Tom Morello is always a soul-cleansing experience. I love that. Ever since I played Guitar Hero 3, I've been, like, infatuated with this guitar tone. It's beautiful. Tom, you gonna go see Rage Against the Machine? If the world ever goes back to normal, I'm gonna see Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> okay. I'm not holding my breath on that. Well, the uh, the lyrics on this song, uh, and really the whole album, are relatable because honestly, these sound like lyrics that I would write. And I'm just uh, honestly, that's the truth. I I, no. I I I also write songs like this that sometimes have like a lot of odd little parts that make up these cool songs. So I felt right at home listening to this. Yeah, not for me. I write songs that are about destruction, chaos, and mayhem. <laughs> Very scary-sounding songs draped around violence and debauchery of all kinds. Which is ironic, given my personality. I'm, like, the only straight-edge guy in my band, but I write about crazy shit. But that's a whole dis- that's a whole other discussion for another day. Anyway, I feel like we can move on to track number four. Yeah, uh, yeah is it four? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Uh, yeah, 25. The song isn't four, though. It's not, it's 25. The song isn't four, it's 25. <laughs> <Yes>. So... <laughs> <laughs> that kind of fucked me a little bit, but there's like kind of cool, ominous, western-sounding intro mm-hmm. and spooky guitar. I wrote a song that kind of oh, that kind of sounds like that with a little intro. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but that sounds kind of similar. Um, so I thought that was so, cool. Again, that they yeah. kind of did something that that I would sort of do. But I, yeah, to me, this is the uh, this is the best song in the album to me. I've listened to this a bunch of times. I've only listened I've only listened to the album two times. Um, since it came out, but a few songs I've listened to more than one time or more than two times, and this is one of them. Uh, to, it combines everything that's perfect about this band to me: the the melodies and the lyrics and the heaviness and the the ability to emote through the songs. Uh, it's just the music, the lyrics. It's all great. Just a cool song. What did you think? I totally agreed. This was a really cool song. Now, what does what does the title Twenty Five mean? Was that her age at a certain point? I'm, How old is she I'm now? I'm guessing that's know. what she was when she wrote it. She's 27 now. Oh, I was about to Google search how old Taylor yeah, Mobson so, is. So she probably was 25 when she wrote it. You know, cause Clearly she liked being 25 a lot. Personal struggles and death and stuff. So, I mean, that's definitely in this song. Yeah. Yeah, she clearly was not very happy with being 25. And let's see, there was a good lyric in there that I wrote down. Sounds like she's doing better now, though. So good for her. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It would break my heart to see Cindy Lou Who in a bad spot right now. In this day and age. But there's a really cool piano breakdown as well that I really liked. As well as a pretty substantial total shift for like 30 seconds where it was yeah. like happy. It's almost like, it was almost like Beatles-esque. <laughs> yeah, literally. Beatles-esque amidst this kind of mellow, dark-sounding ballad, I guess we can call yeah. it. 
It's really cool. It's a, it was a good mix of like happy and sad, if you will. I think that's really all yeah. I have to say about that. So it was good. Song five, my bones. My bones. Heavy fucking intro. <laughs> I like how it gets much. It gets like much more intense during the yeah, chorus, it does. and then it's sort of quieter during the verse. Sort of like a similar songwriting structure to Marilyn Manson. Back when we did the Mechanical yeah. Animals review. But that's really cool. And I love how she just yells my bones in that one part. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first half to me sounded sounded like an Alice in Chains song. and uh, then it, But then it changes. Like the beat changes and it becomes more up-tempo. Uh, yeah, some very high notes are reached in this song. It's a good song. I like it. Uh, yeah, I do. It's hard to believe this is Cindy Lou Who. I know, yeah, yeah. It's catching on now. We're both going to be making Cindy Lou Who jokes. I love the one line, back to the trenches of the life I led. Or lead. I forget how it goes exactly, because I listened to the song not too long ago. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's really well done. I enjoyed it a lot. Little Cindy Lou Who. I still really want them to do... A heavy metal cover of Where Are You Christmas. She's probably heard this She's more times than she can so even count. She's probably it. fucking sick yeah. of it. But I want this to happen so badly. Like, that'd be perfect. It'd be like the ultimate Christmas song. And she'll acknowledge like, hey, yeah, I was in a movie. I was an actress at one point. Might as well just roll with it instead of just sitting here regretting it like most child actresses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's She's definitely transformed from little kid into rock star. Yes, definitely. So, uh, yeah. All right. Song number six, Got So High. And uh, this is a pretty beautiful and de- song. And it's, uh, it's definitely a song someone could get high to, like listening to. Like, I can totally see someone tripping <laughs> while listening to yeah. this. <clears throat> One, two, three. Sorry, I, I didn't know if, like if they meant to include that in the recording. I like to think that they just hit the record button and didn't tell her. She probably looked up like, "You guys recording? Oh shit, you're recording." Okay, she did a little warm up. That's really funny. She, she just has a really pretty voice. Mm-hmm. Like even when she did the <clears throat> thing, like she sounded really pretty. As strange as that might sound, I'm a sucker for a good throat clear every now and then. The <clears throat> I'm a sucker for yeah, it's a good song. James Hetfield. Yeah! Yeah! On the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. The opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's see. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. It's a good song, and it has a lighter kind of overall tone to it. And I'm assuming she's singing about some form of addiction in the past. Yeah, I guess. Got so high. Which is a shame, because I, I still only see Cindy Lou Who in my head. I can't imagine Cindy Lou Who having some kind of violent drug addiction. Like, that just hurts my childhood in so many different ways. I guess it happens to the best of us. Yes. Taylor, if you're... Taylor, if you're for some weird reason listening to this, we hope you're doing better. Also, please do a heavy metal cover of Where Are You Christmas. Please! I want to hear this so badly. That would be the cure for the coronavirus. Back on track, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. Poor Cindy. Poor Taylor. This, we love you, Taylor. This song, yeah, it, it does have pretty guitar player playing, and not just not just the vocals, but the vocal melodies. 
are, are pretty too and uh yes definitely. I, I like the layered vocals like at times you could i mean that's like a studio thing you can't replicate live but i like it uh, on this track and uh you know a great vibrato again yeah beautiful again with that term vibrato italian word she uses a lot of those mm -hmm. very well done i really enjoyed it all right so i would say more about this track but like honestly this next track is my favorite <laughs> So should we just like go right on to it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, track number seven. Now remember when I said the earlier tracks weren't the spookiest songs on here? This is the spookiest song on here. Jason, the song is called Broomsticks. It's like thirty seconds. It's a Halloween song. It's a thirty-second Halloween jingle. I love it. Like she talked about witch hats and like broomsticks on Spotify. Like there's a little like GIF or. Yeah clip art video that went along with it. There was a bunch of, like, cartoon broomsticks flying around. I want this song playing on a loop around, like, Halloween season. It's awesome. Yeah. This is my it's favorite like, Pretty Reckless song. Like it's like a little, short little cartoon-sounding interlude, basically. I want them to do a whole album that sounds like short, this. Short, simple, and sweet, and it's, a, it's basically a lead-in for the next song, because the next song is titled uh, Witches Burn, so obviously the title Broomstick... Uh, goes into witches burn pretty well <laughs> and now yeah, yeah here's the witch that song. rides the broom yeah yes didn't acdc have a song with their album called witches or witches burn i think it was like witches i'm trying to remember it was like witches spell i think yeah it was something eerily similar yeah. to this i remember this from back when we did that and i as i was listening to it i'm like wait a minute i've heard that phrase before was that the song that was on the acdc album oh yeah witches spell okay yeah, which is burn. Now I guess here's uh, which is burn, which is spell, and then here's which is burn. So in a way, I like to think that this, this is a sequel to that song. But yeah, it's a cool guitar, sort of an AC. Funny enough, it has sort of an ACDC-ish sound in a way. And then she says at one point, "I'll fuck you for a price." Like wow, Cindy Lou Who really grew the fuck up, didn't she? She was so young and so innocent. In that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this song, uh, I, I really like the vocals on it. That, yeah, the lyrics are pretty suggestive. Yeah, well, that line for this, I burn, that she sings, is so powerful. Uh, maybe Taylor Momsen is a witch. Who knows? Maybe. She went from a who to a witch. Yeah. Uh, down on my knees when you call me a dog. What's this song about? <laughs> Is that what she's into? Well, uh, I mean, I don't judge, but like, okay. Uh, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I guess, right? Well, but, but what a guitar solo also. It's not, oh, yes, it's not shreddy, but it's so bluesy and perfect. Exactly. Not every guitar solo needs to be no, a shreddy. A Herman Lee, yeah. yeah. Sometimes less is more. There's nothing wrong with a little simplicity here and there. I wrote in my notes, great guitar work yeah. during the verse and the solo. But seriously, what the fuck is this song about? Did she have a sex problem? Is that Was that her voice? Um, uh, no, I mean, I'm just, this is genuine curiosity talking here. <laughs> she, I don't know, she's but, probably just, I mean, she was in a dark place, I mean, as you can probably tell. So, I mean, you know, she's probably just Taylor. writing about dark subjects. Regardless, I want to give I mean, her. A I mean, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. You know, there's 
you know, they're talking about where men and women are sold. They're talking about a pagan god. Um, oh. A blade to stick in and spit on your grave. I mean, there's a lot oh. of dark stuff in here. I'm going to give Tammy Mobson a hug. If I ever somehow meet her, I'm just going to hug her. Like, hey, you're the best. Keep doing what you do. If you went through shit in the past, I'm sorry. Well, I guess that's enough for Witch's part. We can move on to number nine. Uh, standing yes. at the wall. And this is sad. <laughs> this, this was is sad. definitely the slowest on here, and maybe the saddest song on here. I even wrote in my notes, like, I thought, where are you Christmas hit home hard? Like, once the drums and strings came in, I legit got chills. Like, this is like... This is a good lighter song, too. Like, if you have a lighter, flick it up and start mm -hmm. waving it to the beat. Oh, jeez, that was fucking sad. Yeah, the, the, chorus, good, but... the chorus reminds me of that song. You know the song, One of Us? Who's and, that one by? I don't remember who it's by, but it's like, what something like, what if God were one of us or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Joni Osborne what or something. What if God was yeah, one of us? I always remember Dr. Evil singing it in that <laughs> Yeah, one. I was about <laughs> to say. Movie, so at least it brought me that one little sense of uh, something I could smile about when I was listening yeah, to this. humor. Because... It reminded me of that, the chorus, but, uh, yeah, it's powerful because of the emotion in it, I, even though it's slow. I was too busy holding back tears to really fight, or write down any of the note, or, like, I could talk today, write down any of the lyrics. Side note, like I said before many times, you'll hear every single stutter and every single fuck-up here on Talking Rock with Tom and Jason, we're real. <laughs> Uh, back to, back on track. Turning gold. Yeah, I legit was... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I was too busy holding back tears to write down any of the lyrics. This is that... It's that fucking sad. Okay, now I'm done. Now we can turn gold with track 10. Turning gold. There's a really killer thumping bass here. And again, that strong country bluesy presence. I love the first line of the song. Love is a vengeance. Yes. She's clearly a little angrier this or angrier this time around. I like it. It's a really nice tonal shift. And like this just really kicks ass. Like there's really nothing else I could say about it. It's it's a lot less sad to than me though. Song. It sounds like a hit. Like to me it sounds like something that could have been could have had some, you know, if radio actually did its job. Um, this this yeah. sounds like something <laughs> that uh, could have some commercial and crossover success, because a song like this, it's it, it's so catchy still, and it, it's a bit lighter, even though it's like a rock song still. It's yeah. Yes, very good though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if only the radio actually did its job. Actually, just re this is a tangent, and yeah. you know I don't mean to go too off topic, but I meant to say this in my rock news. My cousin's band, the Forest View Movement. They got, or they were on the radio oh, cool. on 93.3 WMMR, which is a very well-known rock station up here in the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So props to you guys for actually playing some, yeah, props to them for actually playing decent music. And it's actually like, wow. it's my cousin's band. Yeah, that's cool that they did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I jammed with these guys before. I played an entire show. Yeah. So like, they're family. One of them quite literally is my family. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that's, if that's you guys are listening, 
Congrats. Yes. Okay, what were we talking about? That's right. Let's move on to the next song, Rock yes. and Roll Heaven, which is one of my favorites on here. I, I, Mine I, too. I, I love how they incorporate all the old classic rock references. Yeah, I even wrote in my notes, like, hey, Beatles reference, Jimmy, Janice, Morrison. And, like, honestly, I'm not going to lie, dude. This song made me get choked up with some of the lyrics. Like, there's this heavenly sounding guitar solo. And then, like, this feels very personal. Because you mentioned the 27 yeah. Club, briefly. Make it to 27 before I die. And I'm like, you can tell she goes back with rock and roll. And, let's see, there was another line in here that almost made me cry. Oh, yeah, people come and go, but deep down I know, we'll meet again someday. And it's like... <laughs> it did. Like, I... That just hit really hard. I'm like... <laughs> this, this is like the Pretty Reckless's version of American Pie. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> I agree 100% with that statement. It's it's a, it's a great song, and I could listen to this one all day. And I, I like that they put this towards the end of the album, because, I mean, the album has yeah. great flow, um, but this song fits perfectly here. It just made me want to cry. It's so sad. Great song, though. <laughs> Again, it just made me want to hug Taylor Mobson. Like, you're the best, Taylor. <laughs> Well, I guess that then leaves us with one. Eleven down, one to go. And that is Harley Darling. That's a cool name. Really? I want to name... If I ever have a daughter, I'm naming her Harley Darling. Harley Darling Reader. And, uh, Remember what I was saying about Taylor's country roots? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear it on I thought right? this was a... I thought this was a Skinner deep track. It has a little bit of a country in. vibe, yeah. A little? Here's <laughs> <laughs> country vibe. It still has that rock overtone, but there's definitely more country in here than rock. It's, it's still very good, though. It's a softer song. It's a nice, easy-going closer to wrap up the whole thing after a very, uh, you know, dark Eclectic. and heavy album. Like, heavy topics, that is, at least, and some of the yes, some of the yes, songs. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a good, nice way to kind of gently land the plane back on the ground. Yeah. And coming for that nice, smooth landing. Right. Very well done. Again, I thought this was like a Skinner cover or something of a really obscure deep track, but nope, this is a pretty reckless original. Yeah. Um, and she clearly has some deep roots in country, she sounds like she rock. sounds like has a lot of roots in different things, yeah. Just music in general, which I respect yeah, that a I lot. I appreciate it. And I'm glad that, you know, she didn't go completely off the deep end. No. Like most child actors no, no, did. No. And she, she's a rock star. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good fate. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I guess we would know, both of us. Well, uh, yeah, you know, music is awesome, and it's it's, it's, it's great to play and great to write, and, uh, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, it seems like, obviously, she, I mean, she gave up acting to do music, so she must feel similarly about it. It's the universal language that binds us all together. Mm -hmm. All right, well, uh, that's, that's the last track, so, uh, Tom... Since this was your first time listening to any Pretty Reckless, why don't you, uh, why don't you give me your thoughts first? I think I'd go as far as to give it a solid A. I really didn't see too much wrong with this album. Like, it was slower in parts, but that doesn't mean it was bad. Mm -hmm. Like, each song, I feel, held their weight, and each song was just as good as the one 
that came before it. Plus, if an album has songs on it that make me want to cry, that's usually a good way to get on my good side. Yeah. I, uh... Look, tug at the heartstrings, if you will. I, um... I think I would pretty much say the same thing as you. And I, and for the same reasons, basically, uh... An A-plus is... I've, I've said this before, but it's hard to get an A-plus from me because I have to really, like, love every song and every album to get... It, I, I, I love every song on the album to get an A-plus, and it really has to be, like, a classic to me. And, I mean, maybe one day I'll feel that way about this, but for right now, I'm going to go with a solid A. Good call. Good call. It's great when we're both in, like, total agreement about the album. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that rarely happens. Yeah, yeah. Normal, normally one's a little higher, one's a little lower, yeah. Yeah, this is the first time, or at least to my direct recollection, where we're, we're absolutely on the same wavelength. So, props to you guys over in Pretty Reckless, yeah. and everyone involved in the making of this album. If you decide to do a tour once the world stops being a fucked up hellhole... Where the screaming and suffering never stops. I, I'm definitely going to yeah, try to see too. you. I want to go see you. I, I was supposed to see him last year, but, you know, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> um, fuck but, COVID. Uh, yeah, I think they said, like, today or something that they're going to postpone or, like, not not schedule any tour dates until 2022, but I guess they'll be hitting the road a lot in 2022, so that's something to look Anyone who's to. anyone is going to be hitting the road. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, Tom, what do we have next week? Okay, so next week we have Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. That's going to be a fun one, folks. You'll want to stay tuned for that one. Yeah, next week these listeners are going to have another thing coming. <laughs> get out. That's yeah, my every job. every once in a while i got to throw in a pun. I know, that's normally what you do, but every once in a while. Paradigm shift. I don't know what's happening well, anymore. Uh, <laughs> from all of us, meaning the two of us, here at Talking Rock with Tom and Jason, I'm Jason. I'm Tom. And this has been a lot of fun. We'll see you next week. Peace out.